This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Oh, yeah, time to get this show rolling on a Monday, a miserable Monday in Jacksonville, Florida. And I'm not in a bad mood at all. Wait a minute. Oh, let me start this show in style here with the belt. For what? Championship belt. Because you beat me in fantasy in a game? Yeah, baby. Give me <laughs> the belt. Up. Hold up. Hey, wait first a of all, we're gonna start this breaking news. We start the show. First of the all, the show should be started. Forget about it. the Jags. Forget about how miserable you are. Forget let's about get it. tanking for Trevor or Fields is the future or however we want to call it, coin it. Yeah. Fields this is, is all future. about fantasy football again. Yeah. Uh, Listen. I guess we're it's going to It's a W, absolutely. Now, Tyler Murray, who? I mean, well, he did give me 37 points last night. That's pretty good. Um, no, did your defense also score 21 points? Yeah, they absolutely did. So am I that mad about it? Not really. And I don't know we had belts for the winner. Because then where's my belt from winning the whole thing last year? I just kind of, this is a Dream ah, 18 belt, but I had to get in. Ah. I, I couldn't come up. You know, I almost, you know what I almost went and got? What you got? Like uh, a king costume. I was gonna wear. I was going to wear the whole thing. Royalty, baby. Uh, just couldn't find the tie into fantasy football. Yeah. But anyway, good. first time in the regular season, I think Austin's lost in the this last season, two years. Oh, no, I lost last year. You did lose? Oh, one? yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, this year. did you beat me last year? Somebody beat I me last year. I may have beat you at some point last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Listen, he, he was undefeated. I was undefeated. I was undefeated. And by the way, just want to let everybody know. This is two and four Brent's fantasy Ooh. team. And it truly is a fantasy, and, isn't it? By the way, on the bench, James Robinson. Yep. On the bench, Looks Lamar good. Jackson bye week. On the bench, Looks Michael good. Thomas, who's missed like every week this year. Yeah. So, Wait, so are you making excuses right now? Oh, no, I'm just telling oh. you how good of a GM I am. Oh, okay, I Add got Joe you. Joe Burrow to yeah, the lineup. Yeah. Pick whoa, up the whoa. Kansas City defense. Yeah, but you, you chose to sit James Robinson. I know. Like that, I mean, don't don't brag about you have James Robinson on your roster when you don't use him. No, they that's, the Jags don't either. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, let's not brag how good of a manager you are when James Robinson deep, was man. on the bench. I'm deep. Was was on the bench though, right? Didn't play in the game because you you sat him out. Sorry, James. Yeah, that's you can have that but conversation. But he is on my roster. Him. Yeah. Listen, at the end of the day, am I upset? I mean, I'm disappointed for sure, right? But it starts with me, right? And I had an inkling. I had a feeling that Josh Jacobs wasn't going to do anything against that stout Tampa Bay front. But you know what? I listened to the analytics. You know what the analytics told me? If you take a guy in the second round, you got to play him no matter what. And you know what? That's on me, everybody. That's on me. I'm talking to Kyler Murray. That's on me, man. Jamal Williams, A.J. Green, guys, this one's on me, right? But I'm having you guys ready to play next week. Let's not worry about it. It was a tough loss to Brent Martineau. His team's trash, 2-4, and 2-5, and five, whatever he is. Now 3-4. Well, 3-4. It is what it is, but let's go ahead and rebound. And by the way, Olivia Tassley, hey, got her come up. She got her come up. Ball don't lie, <laughs> as they say. The ball don't lie, Brinkers. What did Karma. I say, man? She what lost the bye week. Lost the bye week. <laughs> Rich Jones, Rich Jones got Saquon Barkley going, man. He don't care. <laughs> And she's still getting beat. I love uh, it. Should yeah, be noted, by the way, Austin. Not only do you lose the undefeated record, but you lose first place in the league. Oh, because you're in first place, aren't I'm you? Now in first place. Yeah, you're welcome, Weber. You Thank are you. welcome. Let's go. Let's go. I uh, like it. Hey, by Hyenas the way, are circling. Just, I like it. Just to finish this off, and then we'll plenty of Jags talk. But uh, you know, I came in here Friday, and I have Darius Slayton. Oh and yeah. Darius Slayton got like three points, and Austin's yep. like, 
How'd Slayton do? How'd Slayton do? How'd Slayton do? So he already started the talk. Oh, absolutely. But then couldn't back it How up. You do? were you were sweating last night, though. Let's let's be honest. Well, not sweating. No, you were sweating going into your like. I just need Kyler Murray not to score fifty points. Hey. Fifty points. He hit thirty-seven. 37. So you know he was on his way. Well, here's the thing. Like, so he had twenty-eight points, and I'm like, wait a minute now. There's still like five minutes to go in the third oh, quarter. Yeah. He's good. And so I'm looking at him. He's got 300 yards, 297 passing. He's already got three touchdowns. I was like, all right, this is mathematically impossible <laughs> for him to get 50 points, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Because if he's having that kind of day. Listen. Uh, hey, you know what else is interesting? What do you got? You have your num- the number one pick of this year. Yep. And uh, I was running the number one. I'm sorry. I'm running the number one pick of this year, Joe Burrow, out there. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah. got the number one pick of last year. Sure. And I'm not going to do this right now, but I'll save it to later because I thought it's an interesting topic. Yeah. Who would you rather have? Big-time performance by Murray, but a big-time performance by Burrow. I thought that was his coming-out party last yeah, but yesterday, Burrow, too. Burrow wasn't even the best quarterback in that game, though. I, five touchdowns for Baker Mayfield. Sure. I know it. And and, and I think Kyler actually one-up Russell Wilson, with all due respect well, to the MVP. Of the mistakes, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I I hesitate to say there's a bad quarterback in either of those two games, though, no. is my point. No, I mean, both, hey, all four quarterbacks played really well. They played fantastic, but I'm just saying, in Joe Burrow's game, he was not the best quarterback on that field. Baker Mayfield was. So, I mean, that's yeah, my I didn't point. watch the game to like that. Okay. I just saw the stats. So, okay. five touchdowns versus, I mean, I just saw Burrow 400 plus and Touchdowns and was, the tight ends, by the way. And they were going back and forth. They you know, were. it was a nice shootout. It was kind of like, I mean, Murray did it because he, in comeback fashion. Sure. Uh, and so hey. you appreciate it. But I, anyway, that's a good topic for either later today or, or maybe sometime this week. Yeah. Is seriously, going forward, who would you rather have? Who's been more impressive? Who can do it for longer? Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, Murray ran, I think, 15, 14 times yesterday. Yeah. A lot of rushes. Sure. Uh, for him, uh, can he continue to do that? Will be, you know, a question that that everybody will ask. Well, yeah, you know, and that's a big question. Let's be honest here, right? Um, last night, I could have went off on Kyler Murray and said how good he was, but I didn't. I, 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 I let the play do the talking. But lo and behold, my surprise when I see your timeline this morning and you went back and and I quote from Brent Martineau here real quick. So you said apparently last night, um, I need Murray to throw a pick here or tomorrow's show will be unbearable with the Kyler Lever on the show. Yeah, that was a passive-aggressive play, and I hope he doesn't score another touchdown in fantasy uh, football. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's not how you really phrased it. So I've been getting – so I actually, But that's true, too. I actually retweeted that, and I, I've been getting a lot of feedback. So Forrest Sykes wants – I mean, there's a bunch of questions here, but Forrest Sykes wants to know, why do you hate Kyler Murray so much? I don't hate Kyler Murray. I think uh, these love affairs with these quarterbacks, you know, 15 games into their career kind of, you know, take me. Well, it's really just jealousy. All right. Look what we have in Jacksonville. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. That's all it is. I want everybody else to be miserable. I got you. You know what my favorite part of the weekend was? What's that? The New England Patriots sucked. Yeah, that's a good point. They sucked. weren't good Cam Newton. Cam Newton's terrible. The Patriots are terrible. Now, I'm going to lose that bet because the Jags are so bad and we're taking here in Jacksonville. We're okay. But the Patriots stink, or you would be coming in here and being like, oh, my gosh, I might lose this bet. Listen, I I was going to say this for a rainy day, but do you want to go over all the bets we did real quick and see where we stand? Because there's some interesting bets that I forgot that we made. You want to hear them real quick, the the NFL bets? Sure. All right. So our bets, Jags will have more wins than the Patriots. Obviously, I said no. Brent Martineau, you said yes. Who's going to have the better season? I said Baker Mayfield. You said Ben Roethlisberger. Pretty close to call right now. Baker yeah. Mayfield's got more touchdowns, a better quarterback rating. He's had two stink bombs, and yeah. other than that, he's done yeah. well. Will Tom Brady go to the Super Bowl? You said no. I said yes. We'll wait and see with that one, obviously. Yeah. Better offense, Arizona Cardinals, Atlanta Falcons. Now, po- uh, um, now yards per game, 
close. Is it? But, but, but points per game? Not even not close. Not even close, Brent. Better cornerback, Christian Fulton. Diggs. Diggs. <laughs> I think we know. Hey, hey, one plays for the Cowboys defense and one does. Wait, did we put a caveat in there that you have to play? I just saw Christian Fulton's out a few more weeks. That's not his fault. And and he still has better numbers. And he still has better numbers. And he still has better numbers. Things got beat again yesterday. Yeah, of course. I don't want to say anything, though. (laughs) That's going to be an off the board bet. It's not off the board. (laughs) He's played one game. He has more interceptions, more sacks, more fumbles right now than Diggs does. He's played more games. Enough said. Um, Does Jalen Ramsey show up in an elaborate way in training camp? I mean, you can pull that one off the board because COVID 19, but. You're right on that one. I said he would. By he the did. way, when we made the bet, it was COVID-19. Uh, I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah, check this one out. For days. Hey, so check out these gems. <laughs> Better overall year. Noah Fant, I had. You had Tyler Eifert. Now, that's Why'd a I good do start. I don't know. Uh, well, Fant didn't do anything yesterday. Yeah. Can't, oh, we had four, four catches. Did you see that game? They're playing this blizzard, man. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I just saw your fantasy line. You didn't yeah, do much. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, AFC Championship. I said no. Oh, I'm sorry. I said yes. You said no. All we'll right. see with that one. This is this is the last one. And this one, Brent, I love you, man. Uh, and, I, and I feel for you on this one. <laughs> you should feel for me on the Jags Jaguars Patriots one. defense is going to be 16th in the NFL or better. Did I say no? Brent Martino said absolutely, <laughs> and I said no. Because yeah, and, and I wrote down because your your logic it couldn't be worse than last year. <laughs> and it is. It is. And it was. Yeah. Again, last night, yesterday. We are so uh, numb to the Jags that yesterday, when they're getting three and out on a couple of occasions, you're like, they feel like they're playing pretty good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's 21-16. You're like, feel like they're playing okay. Like, Herbert's not lighting them up at that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was actually struggling a little bit. I thought, I I don't know about struggling, but I just thought he was off. And uh, then he really turned it on. But it's, you look up at the end of the day, man, they give up 39 points. Now, one on a short field, but they also missed a field goal, an extra point. Should have been 43 points, probably. Yeah. It's just uh, they can't get it done on defense. They're so undermanned. But I actually thought, like, I look at them playing defense, especially for uh, that second and quarter and maybe even some of the first. I thought they were flying around. Like, mm-hmm. they've got guys making plays. Like, Quincy Williams makes a heck of a play on the third and short leading up to the block punt. Um, I thought Brandon Watson showed up at times, like did a decent job against Hunter Henry. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you look up and bam, 70 yard play and Herbert's running for 66 yards, yeah. which has always been a state. This is really it. I wonder if it's the scheme or just the Jags defense overall, but they have a hard time against run, quarterbacks that can run a little bit. Like mm-hmm. Kyler Murray would run for 180 against the Jags. Yeah. I mean, I, they just can't stop the scrambling QB. Yeah, and, and it makes you wonder, like, with those quarterbacks coming up, too, right now, with Aaron, like, for instance, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to be discount double-checking all over the field, yeah. right? And I think we finally saw what happens when the Jaguars are against a, a primetime number one receiver. Right, because let's think about the the, the past yeah. games a couple bit. Like, yeah, I mean, oh, AJ Brown was out for the Titans, and like, True. and Parker, you know, in, in his own right, he's an okay, but like Keenan Allen is on a different level. He's legit. What happens when Devonta Adams, you know, shows up? Yeah. What happens when Allen Robinson shows up? Thing. Adam Thielen. I think Robinson might be a little bit different. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here's the thing about Keenan Allen. He's such a veteran. Mm-hmm. See, I wasn't as I'm not like so down on C.J. Henderson. To me, I told you this about C.J. Henderson. This is what I thought would happen: is that he'll have his ups and downs. He's going to take his lumps. Well, that was a step up. 
and he took some lumps. I mean, he got beat on a lot of plays. Not everyone was against him, but I thought he had good coverage on a player or two, and they still caught it. Keenan Allen's a savvy guy. Sure. He's a good receiver, and I just think that's a little bit of a guy who can still play, but that veteran experience mm-hmm. against a rookie corner. And I think that happens. Now, listen, in fairness, it didn't happen much against Jalen Ramsey. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, but I did believe that Henderson would take some of his lumps. And quite honestly, he played his best game in the first game of the year against T.Y. Hilton. And since then, he he's been hurt. He's been out. He's been just OK play. Yeah. And uh, he really hasn't done much to impress you, if we're being honest. To be honest with you, most of his impressive stuff is tackling. Well, Everybody said he's a bad tackler. He's still tackling pretty well. And listen, uh, someone who's had T.Y. Hilton on his fantasy team before T.Y. Hilton got his butt cut. How good is T.Y. Hilton this year? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, in, in hindsight. Yeah. So, yeah, C.J. Anderson not getting it. I'll tell you, though, the defense-wise, I thought Joe Schobert, as good as he played last week, was a mess yesterday. It's bad. Did did it look like that for you, a defensive guy? I mean, he looked out of control, one-on-one tackles, couldn't make them, not breaking down. He almost looked like Quincy Williams looked last year. And listen, I mean, and I kind of broke this down a little bit on my three observations video um, after the game here. But let's be honest, uh, Schober gave up two touchdowns. Yeah. And, and he also had a couple missed tackles. Yeah. So it, it was not a good showing for Joe Schober. And you know how I feel about my Wisconsin dudes. Yeah. Got to take care of my Wisconsin dudes and my Murray State dudes. But with that being said, you got to call it like you see him. And Joe Schober was a liability yesterday a little bit. And let's be honest, for as much money as he's making, and obviously when they gave him that free agent contract, like he was brought into this team to be a leader. And unfortunately, he had a bad game yesterday. Yeah, and then on the offensive end, we're going to talk about uh, some of these young guys. Because I think it is worth Listen, last week, there was nothing possible. You couldn't find anything. Uh, this week, I do think we saw some young guys play, from Daniel Thomas to James Robinson to, I think, Devon Hamilton. I just saw, like, Pro Football Focus graded him out really well for whatever that's worth. But I thought I noticed number 52 yesterday. I mm-hmm. thought he was around the ball. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think the Watson free safety, pretty good, you know. Overall, I thought he did a pretty good job. I mean, they're on their third free safety. Yeah. So I think some of the young guys played well. What's interesting is you have one guy on the other side of the field in Keenan Allen with a young quarterback, and he's targeted, like, what, 14 times? Mm-hmm. And he catches 10 balls for 125? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Jags' number one guy, Pro Bowl guy, mm-hmm. targeted seven times with one catch. That's DJ Chark. I mean, really, if you want to start looking around at things, and, again, I'm watching the development. The, the wins are useless now. I mean, whatever. They might squeak one out. They might not. But you want development, and you saw that from some young guys. Well, now DJ Chark's taking a step back. Is that all on Minshew? Is it on him a little bit? Thought he could have had, he should have had the first ball, even though it was tipped. Uh, maybe even should have had a sliding one that a lot of players do make, even though it was a low throw by Minshew. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should have had one last week. DJ looks like he's in a little bit of a funk. His body language says he's a little upset and disconnected with Minshew. Uh, but the bottom line is, if the other teams are going to their number one guy or at least one of their guys, 14 times, why aren't the Jags going to their guy 14 times and going to let him make plays? Look at last night in the Seattle game. Lock it. Oh, I think he had – I know he's not technically the number one because Metcalf is also playing yeah. well, but Lockett's but, a good play. Well, and plus, especially out of the slot, I mean, he was the matchup that everyone was talking about out of the slot. So, like, they, so they went to him yeah, a ton. DeAndre Hopkins. How many times does he have – uh, targets, right? Yeah. Usually yeah. 10, 12, 14. Yeah. Allen Robinson, what kind of targets does he have? 10, 12, 14. Mm-hmm. The Jags aren't even targeting DJ Chark that much. Yeah. Like, you have to go to him. Is that on Minshew? Is that on Gruden? Is it on Chark? I don't
don't know. But to me, one of my takeaways of that game was you're looking at a young QB that has a, has a good receiver, mm-hmm. and he's going to him. Mm-hmm. Then you have another young QB in Minshew who has a Pro Bowl receiver, mm-hmm. and he can't get it to him. Yeah. And, and it can't find it. And and that's even with a running game that's working pretty well. Uh, so just another thing to fix for the Jags. But I'd get DJ Chark the damn ball. Well, no, absolutely. And it was very telling. Listen, it was telling at the end of that game. I like think the last two drives, they did try to get DJ Chark the ball. And both times, Gardner Minshew either yeah. overthrew, overthrew him, under whatever the result may be. Yeah, off the sidelines. It wasn't yeah. even close, right? And you saw the body language from DJ Chark after those balls were thrown. And it wasn't good. So I think there's some frustration from DJ Chark. And let's be honest, like the wide receiver position, um, it is a prima donna position, but like you're at the mercy of how the quarterback can get you the ball. Right, like I think sometimes you saw Allen Robinson uh, was a little frustrated with Blake Bortles because some of the times he was open and Bortles maybe underthrew him. He had to do the jump ball, that whole thing. Like the wide receiver position, it's predicated at how good and how fast that quarterback can get you the ball. Last, I mean, keep in mind the target share was not for DJ Chark yesterday, and I disagree with that. They should have targeted him even more. But when he was getting targeted, those balls weren't even close, Brent. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, it's not. Some of the yesterday I didn't think was as much on Minshew and the misses and wide open receivers. Now, I, I didn't see the all 22, so maybe mm-hmm. it was stuff out there. I thought it was a lot of pressure. I mean, every time he turned around, it seemed like somebody was there. And that, that's a good front. And the Jags offensive line the last couple of weeks feels like it's real in a little bit in pass protection. They only threw it 27 times, mm-hmm. but they sacked five times. He got hit, I think, nine times. Uh, that's a lot. Now, you start seeing things, you speed up, and, and that's not a, all on Minshew, in my opinion. But I'll also say, I, I do say this, and, and Chark probably has reason to gripe, and he has the last couple weeks a little bit. And you throw that on to Keelan Cole's body language a couple weeks back, and you get that's what we've been talking about. There's just not a good mesh and trust and connection right now with quarterback wide receivers. But I do think if you go back to that play down the middle of the field last week, he should have caught that ball. I mean, that's you got to catch that ball if you're DJ Chark. Mm-hmm. I thought there were two plays this week that, yes, they were off target on a bunch of targets, but he's got to catch the football on a couple of these plays it, because that's, that's who you are. You, you're, you're being asked to do that. And so as much as he's frustrated, um, I'd feel a little bit better about DJ being frustrated if he'd make a couple more plays when given the opportunity as well. And I don't know if that's fair or unfair, mm-hmm. but that's what my eyes tell me. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I just think right now this is a combination of pressure on Minshew to succeed. Um, and it's a combination, obviously, of these receivers maybe being a little frustrated. And it's a combination of, you know, and this was, it's kind of a catch-22 because I, I praise, like, you have so many weapons, it's a good thing. Well, is it really a good thing right now? Because, like, DJ Chark's not getting the ball. Keelan Cole's supposed to be the, the one receiver, like Gardner Minshew was saying. What did Keelan Cole do yesterday? Nothing. Sh- Two targets, not, one catch. Yeah. Uh, Lisca Chanel's not getting his stuff, like, like I'd like to see. It's just, there's a, there's a lot of uh, uh, players that are supposed to get the lion's share of the ball here, and unfortunately, no one's getting it. All right. Uh, it's a bye week. Will the Jags uh, make a move at the top? Shad Khan has that decision to make. I kind of feel like if it's not made by now, I, I guess you could give it to tomorrow, but if it's not made by now, it's probably not happening there are no rumblings about it i don't think it's happening but uh the jaguars can't fix one thing in particular they have tried a lot of different things but why can't they fix this one element of a football game and doug marone decides to go for it on fourth and two near midfield it's a critical play i know you talked about it in your takeaways we'll talk about it a little bit later because i think i disagree with you uh we'll have that plus it's a miserable monday your thoughts complain about anything you want 
We can't be miserable alone here on ESPN 690. <laughs> Stuart Weber along for the ride, pushing all the buttons. If things go wrong, it's his fault. Yep. But we'll blame Coos anyway because that's kind of part of the show. <laughs> we'll be back on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Some uh, NBA play-by-play here this week as well. Right here on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. Hey, you're right? <laughs> yeah, I know. You look good. over like, are you going to make it? Yeah, man. I'm making sure we're all good here. Hey, listen, hey. I, I get choked up about the new lineup. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Four three announcement. That was, you know, about as bad as you can start. But one thing I was proud of is how, you know, uh, we didn't, you know, fold or send it in right there. We just gotta keep working to put a complete game together. Yeah, keep working. Uh, that's what Gardner Minshew says. That's what they'll try to do. It is absolutely astonishing how slow their starts are. To games like I, I get tired of that. Like we've covered teams so many times, and it's mm-hmm. like uh, uh, at least twice during the season, a coach in the narrative of that week where offensive coordinator QBs will be, yeah, we got to start faster. We're gonna start faster. Yeah. I mean, we're on week seven. The Jaguars haven't scored a opening drive touchdown. What did they say? It was like eighteen weeks or something like that, maybe even longer. I forget the number, but it, it's been forever. Even when they scored in the first couple of games, yeah. You know, they still don't score early. They get behind. Their defense was a bit of a problem with that. But now they've had the ball, I think, four straight weeks, and they've done absolutely nothing with it to start the game. It w- wasn't it so much more intriguing and, and so much more fun when you could just blame the coin toss? Like, well, if they had the ball first, they would be things would be different, right? You remember those days, Brent? <laughs> yes. you, you remember those good old glory days, those week two, those week three type of days where we could go, well, ah, they're kicking off again. Dang, they should have had the ball first. Things would be different. And now here we are. 26th of October, and we've lost that excuse. Well, here's the thing. Everybody scripts plays, right? Correct. They script, what, 15 plays, whatever it might be? I mean, essentially, it's for the opening drive, and usually if the opening drive goes really well, maybe you have a couple extra plays on the back burner for the second drive. But yeah. it's usually the opening drive. Okay. So the Jaguar script sucks because, <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, is it the script? Are they just not do- getting it done? Is there that much bad mojo? Like, the script works. The script works in college. It works in NFL. Like, we see it all the time. I'm not saying it results in a touchdown every time. Mm -hmm. But, like, it usually works. Like, I think this might be four straight weeks of four and out. uh, Three and outs. Four Mm -hmm. outs. (laughs) With the Jags, it could be four and out. They'd go for it so much. (laughs) But uh, I I don't understand, man. I mean, how could – I'm sure it's a combination of everything because when everything's bad, it, it is a combination of everything. Yeah. But that's easy. Like, the, can we change the script, Jay Gruden? I mean, can we do something else? They tried two runs last week to start, got in third and whatever, and they could they, they completed the short pass short of the sticks punt. This time around, uh, they they get to third and short. They have a pass deflected, and DJ Chark doesn't catch the ball. Like, I have a hard time blaming Gruden for that. It was yeah. a first down. Throw the ball through a passing lane, catch the ball if it's in your hands. I mean, that's on the players to me. So... And again, I'm not sitting here telling you they would score if not, but a lot of at least go kick a field goal, at least go get something positive. Start the game. It's so deflating all seven weeks of the season for the Jags because they give up. If they kick it off, they give up the touchdown usually right away. Mm. If they have the ball, they do nothing with it. Yeah. And their offense 
was the strong point of this team. <laughs> well, still is because there is no strong point. But they're supposed yeah. to set the table. Set the. They went 20 minutes. No, that, they went 20 minutes, four possessions, four straight three and outs. They got a first down with 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. At that time, they had run, they had 14 total yards, and the Chargers had 13 first downs. Yeah. 14 total yards. What is this? Oklahoma oh. against Southeast Louisiana? Oh, you're giving Oklahoma way too much credit. But I yeah. mean, come on. I way mean, too that, much is, credit for Oklahoma. that is almost impossible to happen. But now, this is my problem, and this is where coaching, I, I, you have no defense of it for Doug Marone and company mm. because this has been every game. Like every game, the Jags have started like this. This is like, this is an epidemic for the Jags. I mean, they cannot do it. And and then you can go tuck in the back end where they can't finish a game mm. because their final 10 minutes of the game was not good either. Mm. So if you start bad and finish bad, you have no chance to win. Second and third quarter was highly entertaining. Yeah. It was actually pretty good play at times. But there's four quarters, and they're 20 minutes early and 10 minutes late. We're gross. Mm-hmm. So in terms of scripted plays, listen, whether the Jaguars got the ball first or second, so let's say they got the ball second, and let's say that the Chargers, they go down and score a touchdown. Okay. So they're, they're down 7 to nothing. Like, those scripted plays don't change Doesn't at change. all. Right? And the thing with scripted plays is essentially what you're doing with scripted plays is you're watching the defense on film. Right, and you're saying, okay, they're they can be beat here, they can be beat here, they can be beat here. Like you're literally game planning around what you've seen on film and what the tendencies are. So the way that this team right now is in a, is approaching the game plan. Keep in mind, it's one thing if you have like the Jets' offense, right? Well, their scripted plays I don't think it really matters. They're just not that good. They don't have the personnel. Now keep in mind, they had a good game against the Bills, but early on, yeah, early on. But like, you don't have the, the personnel to be successful no matter what you script. We've seen the Jaguars have success on offense. We know they have the pieces. We know they have a, a quarterback that can get the job done, and they have a good running game. So the tools are there for the scripted plays. My issue is is that when you do script the plays, it doesn't pan out how you want it to. Now, once again, yes, DJ Chark dropped the ball. But even after that, even after they punted, well, it was more three and out, three and out after that as well. So that's where... I have to raise a red flag a little bit because it's one thing for game flow. It's one thing when the second half and it's not really scripted anymore. You just kind of go with what the defense gives you. So be it. You adjust on the fly. Every coach has to do that. What bothers me right now is the preparation and is the game planning where when you come out right away, whether you're an offense or defense, offense this time, and you guys struggle. That's not acceptable. Yeah, and listen, if you know me for over the years, I my last resort is to say it's on the coaching, 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 coaching. But it's starting to add up if you if you look at the regression and if you look at the same problem all the time in the first whatever, 20 minutes of the game, 10 minutes of the game, 15 minutes of the game. I mean, there's nowhere else to point. Uh, yeah, the players still make plays. I'm a big believer in that. The players have zero confidence right now, zero swagger, zero feel good. They're not getting the plays done when they should, even when they're there. And I think that also, by the way, is giving the offensive play caller a difficult task because you don't know what the heck to call. <laughs> because yeah. right now things just aren't working. So I get how it snowballs. We've seen it enough how it snowballs. But, man, I, I just feel like these guys are professionals. they got to somehow pick themselves off the mat. Where's the resiliency early and just go? they got to make the, the, the first 15 minutes of their next football game be like the Super Bowl. Like They have got to put so much emphasis almost to the point where I don't care what happens the rest of the way. We are winning the damn first quarter. 
Like, I don't know how you can do it seven times in a row this poorly. And that might have been the most poor execution of the first part of a game. Mm-hmm. It was amazing they had a chance in the game after that first. I, I swear, I thought, I, I'm, at least we can come in here today. I'm almost thankful. To, I'm really thankful to James Robinson because, in my opinion, he changed the, changed the game around. And uh, we'll get to that in a bit. Sure. But, I mean, what this day was going to be like talking about the Jags after the first 20 minutes, like I would, I would not have been if that game had continued to go like that and ended up like forty-five to three. I would have almost been surprised if Marone wasn't fired today. Oh, yeah, I, I would have. But I think they picked themselves up the mat a little bit. Robinson sparked them. They made it a game. And to be honest with you, the way we're at here in Jacksonville is like, like that didn't feel as bad as some of the other ones by the end of it. Did it for you? I mean, yeah. did it, did it well, kind of no. change? No. I mean, uh, listen, and this is what I don't understand. Like, Come on, admit it. It's okay. I'm not going to admit moral it. Moral victory. Moral is, no, They scored 29. No, they made hey, it a game. They had a lead. Check this out. We're not doing, I, I'm not into moral victory Monday. Sorry, man. Because we give up 39 points um, to, and once again, a rookie quarterback. Uh, I can't give you a moral victory Monday. And here's the thing. like, And I've seen it everywhere. I was like, well, you know what? That was entertaining. I'm glad it was entertaining. They still got beat. Like, you still lost the game. And you lost the game by 10 points. Let's think about this. Like, I'm not sure how the whole thing of handicapping works in Vegas, but those people are a lot smarter than I am. Right? So those people in Vegas who get paid to make lines on football games. What was the line at? Seven and a half? Uh, seven and a half. So even the experts were saying, you know what? The Jaguars... Yeah, let's give him seven and a half. They're probably going to beat more without a touchdown, but it'll be a close game. Who knows? Maybe Minshew can pull something out of his you-know-what, and maybe the Jaguars win. Like, that's what they're thinking right now. The Jaguars got beat by 10. So whose expectations did they, they, they really exceed here? Like, whose expectations? Like, are, are we so low right now? Uh, is, that, is that where you're at right now? Yeah. We're, when you lose by 10 and the Chargers probably going to score more at the end, you're okay with it? Well, I'm not okay with it, but I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to lie to you. If I'm saying, oh, no, I can't have that. They've got to win. the No, I don't expect it. I expect them to get blown out after the first 20 minutes of the game. Then I saw James Robinson. Then I saw some young guys make a play. I saw a little fight in the team. I saw them take the lead. And then I saw them, well, lose the game. But, mm. I, I mean, yeah, I after the last few weeks, man, I actually did think that was entertaining. I did think there were some positives. Last week we came in here, we said, man, even the young guys aren't playing well. We can't even point to a young guy playing well. I can do that today. So, yes, I'm sorry it's gotten to this point, but I've been covering this damn team for 12 years, and I've seen plenty of this before, and... For yesterday, cool. that was okay. So, I mean, are we just the most hip- hypocritical fan base in the entire country then? When we, when the Jaguars play the Bengals, lose by eight, and everyone's ready to say this team is horrible, shoot this team into the sun, and all of a sudden you lose by ten to the Chargers, who, by the way, aren't that much better than the Bengals. And it's like, ah, oh, well, you know what? It's all good. Yeah, we put up 25 against the Bengals. That was bad. We put up 29 against the Chargers. Yeah, we're back. It feels good. Well, because they were one and two at the time, and so if you go to Cincinnati and win, Win, you still can feel good about yourself. They're one in five coming into this game, losing five in a row, and now the season's over. Like we said last week, after watching it, the season was over. So yeah, my my expectations you, have changed. You do understand the Chargers have won one game before that, right? I, I get it, man. But get that? I also know that they lost to the winless Dolphins, sure. the winless Bengals, the uh, winless Texans, yeah. the and now they just gave Herbert their first win. I mean, yeah, they're all throw up parade. You guys only got lost by ten. Let's get, let's get happy about. Well, I'm not happy about it. There's a difference being happy about it than being like, oh, my gosh, I don't even want to come in here and talk about it. Like, I'm actually excited that we have a fourth down play that we could talk about because it helped change the game. 
Like, we can do that later. <laughs> Last week we came in here, we said we couldn't even break down the game. There was yeah. no sense in breaking down the game. That's what Mondays are supposed to be for in the NFL. No, do you want to break down that fourth down play real no, quick? No, we'll I thought later. it was, okay. Because that bit. was horrible. Yeah, well, I didn't think it was horrible. Okay, we'll get um, into that. But I also thought the game was entertaining, and you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, if, if, you, if you want entertainment, I apologize. If you but want I'm just being honest. Go to Disney World. Like, what do you mean entertainment? Like, cool. Like, James Robinson had a good get day. That's great. They still got beat by ten. They still got beat by the Los Angeles Chargers. Let's not give the Los Angeles Chargers a lot of credit. And by the way, Chargers fans out there, a tip of the hat to you guys. Uh, chef's kiss to you guys. Some of the nicest fans I'm ever going to see in, t- in terms of my mentions and in my comments for my video. You know, remember I posted that video about the Bengals, my observations, and all the Bengals fans were like, Oh, yeah, they didn't tra- like you. Dude, Chargers were great. Hey, guys, we've been there. You guys will get better. You guys fought really hard. This is a great video. Like, oh, that's very nice. Nothing but, because you know why? Because they won, they I guess. Won, you know? and, well, so did Cincinnati. Yeah, that's but a good point. They won and they live in L.A. Yeah. They're just a little different out there in Cali. <laughs> I guess so. You know? They have a lot more stuff going on, I guess. <laughs> uh, Listen, I, 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 I'm not uh, saying this is the acceptable standard, but when I've watched the last few weeks, and when you watch NFL games, you watch like last night, Seattle, Arizona. Yeah. You watch Cleveland, Cincinnati, who aren't like Seattle level teams, mm-hmm. but they still put on quite a show and a performance. And we've seen it with uh, Cincinnati a couple of times on that Thursday night game. They did the same thing. So it's like there are baby steps here. And for this team, the way they've played the last few weeks, for them to be involved in like a real game where there were 35 points scored in the third quarter, which had entertainment value, which basically had more entertainment value than the Chiefs game and the Patriots game in that afternoon window, yeah. like that would have been the game I'd watch. I'm sorry, but I'm going to take the, the, the small victory. My eyes at least enjoyed watching a little bit of it. It's not acceptable, but that's just the way it is, folks. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, they lost by 10 points, but it's all good. I guess. I don't know. Well, and that's I don't know really... What, what you want me to tell you, man? No, I don't I want you to tell me anything. I disagree. That's good. You yeah. should. Yeah. It's a shame we're here. And by the way, there's a lot of people that probably would agree with me in the sense that, hey, it was entertaining. And you know what? I want them to lose. Do you, do you, <laughs> no, absolutely. No, that's a whole other thing right there. But like, do you think like when this season's done, right? When the season's done, and let's say the Jaguars are... General, I'll be generous. Let's say they're three and thirteen. Oh my gosh! I hope we well, hope not. Okay. Well, let's say they're three and thirteen at the end of the year. Do you think we're gonna go back in time? And be like, well, yeah, they're three and thirteen. But remember that Chargers game? It was actually no. entertaining. Yeah. Well, so it's like three, twelve, and an entertaining game for that one. They're not three and thirteen. They're three, twelve, and an entertaining <laughs> game for one. Like nobody talks like that. Nah, I understand that. In this world, I understand so that. What but, are we talking about? But Brent? there's more than just entertainment. I told you, James Robinson looked good. I saw Quincy Williams look good. I thought Daniel hey. Thomas looked good. I thought some of these guys looked good. We did not have that last week, man. We couldn't even come in here and talk about that last week. Most important thing of football, and don't let them tell you differently. Don't let Brent Martin tell you differently, especially wins and losses. And was it a close game? You lost by 10, so the numbers say you weren't. That's what the an- it's like, hey, that's not called analytics. That's called a score. You lost by 10. You know, you know they W, L, and T, wins, losses, ties. Sure. We have W, Fun. L, and E, wins, <laughs> losses, entertaining. Games. Put a check mark in the entertaining <laughs> mark. Nice job, Jags. Yeah. All right, we'll be back on ESPN 690. It's definitely not nothing that we want to do, uh, but I, I, don't, I didn't even know that it was a shock to me. I looked, yeah, you know, that main point. So, I mean... We just got to continue to keep playing defense and keep, keep continue to get three and outs and, you know, 
The result is the result. Josh Allen played, uh, had a pass deflection in there, and uh, not too much else. You know, I really do see – do you see the effort on defense? Because I do. I know Marone's talking about that. I feel like they are kind of flying around. Sometimes I felt like Joe Schober was going too fast. But I don't know. I, I felt like the effort is there, man. I, I kind of get what he's saying. Although yeah. it's, it's odd, right? They live in such a different world is what I always say. Yeah. Like it, it's like you, that, that scoreboard is huge there at yeah. SoFi Stadium. It's like Josh never really looked up and saw the score. Yeah. <laughs> he was instead just going to play yeah. and in his tunnel vision and had the blinders on. Yeah. And he looked up in 39 points. So they obviously didn't play well at all on defense. Mm-hmm. But I didn't necessarily – in the game flow, I kind of understood what he was saying, especially – about five minutes into the third quarter when it's 21-16, thought they were actually doing a respectable job. No, with the personnel that they had, um, I thought they held their own for, you know, the at least the first half of the game. Yeah, right? yeah. And then obviously things changed on that fourth and two call, which I'm, I'm just I'm just chomping at the bit. I'm just marinating. Can't wait to get into that because I think we disagree we on that as well. Like, like we disagree on a lot of stuff on this show today, it seems like. That's so good. it's all good, though, man. We need, we, need a little, uh, we need a little every once in a while, just kind of a discrepancy, so it's good. By the way, we've got Brett E. chiming in. Number one, Brett E. called you delusional. And number two, Brett E. asks in a second comment, does Brent still think that Kyler Murray sucks? <laughs> Listen, man, I, I, everyone's on board with this. Like, this is becoming a branding thing with you. Yeah. yeah. Or you. Huh? You know, at least I'm, I'm on the Listen, right side of history very, right now. He played very well last night. You gonna give him his props? He played very well. Gonna give him his props? I might allow you to have two check, two check marks. marks. Oh, oh man! Maybe. Tune in you Tuesday. Tune in Tuesday. Check those local <laughs> listings. Gather the family around. We got a two check mark day coming tomorrow, everybody. Let's get Steven in. By the way, we're calling this a miserable Monday, uh, so you can complain about anything you want. Entertainment Monday, because too, I don't for know some Stuart people. knows where the drop button is. <laughs> but uh, uh, on social media, call Somebody us 904-362-9901. We feel like this, okay? These are miserable Mondays. Sure. It was going to be a Minshew Monday. Mm-hmm. I bought headbands. I had them all ready. We're not going to have any. I don't think we're going to have any. Like, I'm sending them back. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have any. Can I still wear my jean shorts every once in a while? I, if you want to. Yeah. I mean, but I can't even be Minshew for Halloween you, anymore. You were so good. And before we get Stephen on the phone, you were, and it was a great idea. Minshew Monday, yeah. right? Just Came rolls off it, the like, tongue. June. Rolls off like, the hey, tongue. Man. We're, we're going to be the only station in town that Absolutely. has Minshew Mondays, man. Like, we had it all down. <laughs> Brent was excited. Like, it was like Brent just discovered, like, the, the, the iPhone for the first time. It's like he was that pumped up about it. And, he, and you know what? I was excited for him. And here we are. We had one. After what, week seven right now, week eight? And we had one Minshew Monday. We're one for one. One for one. And it's been downhill ever since. So now we're kind of come up with this. You know what? Just complain about anything. Husband, wife, kids, dogs. We're here. It doesn't matter. We're here. You can complain about anything you want to complain about. We got you. And so we're trying to figure out what we should call it. And we didn't really know. Yeah. And so... Uh, we came up with mandatory melancholy, miserable Monday meltdowns. I like that. I like that. <laughs> a lot of nice alliteration. It's very hot right now. Very hot right now. It's a big thing. Yeah, it's hot. But uh, anyway, complain about something. Join the party, man. Get on the couch is what yeah. we like to say. Yeah. And uh, we'll have a little therapy session yeah. on Mondays because these are not ending. Yeah. It's There's going to be way more miserable, melancholy, We're- memorable Whatever meltdown Mondays. We're here to listen. Our Minshew listen, Mondays. we're here to listen about anything you want to complain about. Now, if it's a relationship advice, maybe we're not the best people to oh, ask yeah. about that. Been but twenty years, man. And also, if you want to complain about Brent Martino's takes, feel free to complain well, about those too. I know you want to do that, That's everybody. Fine. Let's yeah. get Stephen on the line. Uh, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety. What's up? No, I think you should steal a line from Family Guy and just say "Grind My Gears Monday." There we go. But. It's but, no alliteration uh, for yeah. Monday, but it yeah. is for grind your gears. Yeah. I get uh, it. But anyways, I mean, 
trust me, if uh, I could stay longer on the phone, I have enough complaints to last for the rest of the show. But um, basically, it's I think it Brent's right. It's a it goes fifty fifty with players and uh, basically play calls because that fourth and two, I'm with Austin there. Don't know what somebody was thinking, <laughs> but uh, my main question watching or, I mean, looking at Twitter over and over and over, people saying the same thing for Trevor Lawrence and whatnot. Let's face it, people, the Jets ain't going to win a game. They'll most likely get them. Fields played a great game. We could look at him as well. But here's what it comes down to, and I want to see if you guys agree with me. Should we base our draft picks for next year, especially a quarterback, what they do this offseason, meaning staff being let go, and who do they sign to fill those holes for defense? Because you can't exactly expect a quarterback, no matter how talented they are, to win games without a defense. Yeah, very true. Uh, I, I Thanks, Stephen. I appreciate the call. You know how I feel about this, though. I think they'll continue to get better on defense along the way, whether it's free agency, draft picks, you know, personnel. They need better personnel, and they're a little undermanned right now to start the year. But especially when guys like Miles Jack go out, Josh Allen missed the last two games. Yeah. Uh, they're undermanned. They had opt-outs, all those things. And and they're very undermanned. I mean, it's that's where you get this, like this talk, effort. It looks okay. They're hanging in the game. But it's like if you listen to Doug Marone, if you listen to Josh Allen, if you listen to those guys talk, they know they're undermanned. Yeah. Like they know. So, but my view on this whole build is stack on the offense. Sure. Stack on offense, plug holes on defense. You don't have to be a lead on defense anymore. You got to be a lead on offense. No, I, I agree with you here. But if I'm looking at one thing, Brent, it's the one thing I've been preaching since training camp started three technique. Find yourselves a three technique. Yeah. Find yourself some interior pressure. Everything else could fall into place. I agree with you there, but you got to find yourselves a bona fide defensive tackle, whether that's in the draft or whether that's obviously in free agency. Now, Devon Hamilton did pretty good for himself, yeah. right? But it's not going to be enough, let's be honest. I think you need more pieces, so check out free agency for that one. They need a lot more pieces. Uh, yeah. They need a lot more pieces, no doubt about it. Uh, how much on coaching yesterday? Did the game change on the fourth and two call, in your opinion? Was it a good call, bad call? I think we di- disagree here. What do you think? We'll get to it and what Doug Marone had to say. Coming up next, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.